0: Yo, is this thing on? Man, whatever. Walk with me. Welcome back to Walk with TFB. Tim Bryson here, and as y'all know, I'm a Black millennial who is eager to have unfiltered conversation with authentic people centered on education, sport, and culture. Today, we are walking with a community expert, a social media strategist, and a lover of starting businesses. A Charlotte native, she graduated from North Carolina A&T, where she earned her bachelor's degree in journalism and mass communications with a concentration in public relations. While at A&T, she was involved with the PRSSA chapter, as well as the National Association of Black Journalists. She went on to earn her master's degree in public relations and corporate communications from New York University and most recently earned her certificate in Entrepreneur Essentials from Harvard Business School Online. Her professional work experiences have allowed her to live in both New York City and Los Angeles, as she's worked with Comedy Central, BET, VH1, and Blavity. But her leadership and creativity started something new. And in February 2018, she became the founder and executive director of Black Girls in Media. Black Girls in Media is a networking organization committed to supporting and uplifting minority women in the media industry. Since its inception three years ago, Black Girls in Media has amassed over 60,000 followers on Instagram and has placed over 200 of their members in new media job roles. If you scroll on her Instagram, she'll tell you that she's a Virgo, she's sensitive about her shit, and she connects people to their dream careers. And we're extremely excited she decided to connect and walk with us on this episode. So without further ado, y'all help me welcome Tasha Mack. Tasha Mack, what's going on, player?
1: Hi, thanks for that intro. How are you?
0: Not too bad, man. Happy Tuesday to you. I told her to do my research, my Virgo friend.
1: Oh, you're a Virgo too? Also. I'm not, I'm How- not. What are you?
0: Pisces, team Pisces, man.
1: Oh, I love Pisces. What's 10? your day, birthday?
0: 318 that's my mom's
1: you're
0: a good person exactly i like mama i like
1: moms already
0: mama Mama tasha mag yeah mama hey but check this out yo um so definitely drop today and so for those obviously who listen to this podcast next week we're recording on uh tuesday may 4th Mm -hmm. um and on the episode today the tim talks episode today i had announced to the world to the public to our community that this season was focused on um black women entrepreneurs Um, i'm in full transparency um, I have hit Brooklyn, a previous guest, of course, season one, episode three, and I told her like, yo, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, y'all need to get, you know, black women entrepreneurs on the show, and you were the first name she mentioned, Tasha Mack, and so I'm super hyped that we were able to get you um, away from the rest of the world for a few minutes to learn more about your story, your entrepreneurial pursuits, but also how we can best support you, so thank you.
1: Awesome, yes, I love Brooklyn, that's so good to hear, I'm so glad to be here
0: we're glad to have you so we'll get started right just right into it. segment one and so segment one as I said before is what's your story um so I'm not this isn't the question asking you know tell me about yourself which is a shitty question to ask in interviews but to really learn more about who you are um, as a a person and as a human right your value set maybe family dynamics Mm
1: -hmm. pivotal
0: moments that have introduced you and have continued to cultivate the purpose that's inside of you i mean, so Tasha Mack what's your story
1: Yes, so like you said, I'm a Virgo. Birthday is September 21st. Um, I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. I was born here, but I guess because Charlotte is growing, um, it's an amazing city. But you know, it's also as I grew older, I felt like I it was a whole world out there that I needed to see. So really, once I went to undergrad, which is at Ant in Greensboro it was still North Carolina. Um, So I just started having that desire to explore more. Um, So I went to fashion week in New York when I was an undergrad. And I did an internship there. And literally, it was freezing cold. And we had to deliver invitations like in the snow to fashion week guests. And because of that, I was literally first time in New York, I had to find my way on different blocks, ask doormen for directions. And, you know, I was, I'm short, I'm 5'1". So it's like this small town girl, very small, just like tackling on this big city for the first time. And that really started my interest in just like seeing what's out there, you know, like the opportunities. And I think that's just something that, that's really who I truly am. I'm like an explorer and I'll never stop being curious and I like that about me um and so yeah once I I was in New York for two years then I went to LA um I decided to go to LA to see what they have to offer and since the pandemic hit I did come back home to Charlotte for a little but now I'm trying to decide my next move um but yeah I'm an explorer I'm going I'm a creative an entrepreneur and Um, that doesn't say that my life is easy and I think people think my life is easy because I do what I love but also it is like I choose this life and it's not for everybody my life is unpredictable it's not as stable as one would say Um, I guess I just didn't take the safe route and anything safe I like to go the opposite way so um, it can be you know a bad, a negative thing to some, but I love that about myself and I'm still growing. I love fashion. I love all things media. I love helping people. I love getting to know people. There's so many dope people out there. And that is about me.
0: Well, I appreciate you sharing um, this initial story, right? That you decided to share with us today. Uh, but I'm glad you mentioned that you're curious, right, and that you're an explorer. Mm-hmm. Um, and So one question that continues to be um, standard on this podcast so far, and it might be just a, a personal interest, and that one that I'm curious about is why you chose A&T for undergrad. So, Talk to us more about that process.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I literally, so I'm a person, I was in high school and I was, I didn't have that, I didn't have good grades in high school. I was more so like a socialite in high school, popular And so really, my mom took my college process serious. I don't know if I'd even be in college without her. (laughs) Um, She just started, you know, applying on my behalf. And I actually wanted to go to UNCG at first, um, UNC Greensboro. But transparently, I didn't have the GPA because I didn't do that well in high school. And so I started looking at realistic options. And they were HBCUs. And honestly... My high school was mixed um, as far as race goes. And to be transparent, I didn't really want to go to HBCU at first. I didn't know if I wanted to go to school of just like people that look like me. Um, And also HBCUs weren't really, I guess, like praised then at that time, which I'm so glad it is now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. But then everybody was like oh she went to HBCU like mm, I go to PWI so that was like the stigma then so I really didn't want to go to HBCU until I visited they like accepted me on the spot when I went to visit and I the campus was beautiful I was like okay yeah like I'm excited now so I went and it literally was the best years of my life like I did everything I was on the dance team um, captain of the dance team going to light I pledged aka any sores listening um and yeah so I would say like those that was the best decision of my life and I'm an HBCU advocate 24 7 100 percent
0: and I'm glad you mentioned that as well because you were exactly right um 2010 2011
1: mm-hmm. 2012
0: no one was checking like for HBCUs like they are now like we are now um, and so I'm glad you brought that point up because I think especially those who are, you know, pursuing college right now, you're pursuing graduate degrees. Mm-hmm. It's been a major shift in how we think about and even look at um, higher education, but also higher education selection uh, for those right. who decide to you know, pursue undergraduate and or graduate degrees. Um, but Tasha, anyone who done any research on you, right? Have heard your story, have heard part of your story about how, you know, you're graduated from NYU, uh, but you're unemployed, right? And you got started with the um, Black Girls in Media. Um, first group me, but then of course organization. But talk to us more about why you even decided to pursue graduate education at NYU, NYU given that uh, for many people who are in media, like a graduate degree is not you know, necessarily required.
1: Right. So honestly, grad school was for two reasons. <laughs> for one, no, I would say three reasons. So one, I wanted an excuse to live in New York. So sure. I think that was the easiest way. Uh, two, I kind of needed like time between grad school and work. Um, like I wasn't really ready for the real world, but you know, I graduated. So I was like, okay, grad school can kind of be like filler time. And then three, I um, wanted to learn more. It was like a personal choice to, you know, just learn more about my field, um, about PR and you know, network some more. So, those were the three reasons.
0: And during your time at NYU, what's something you learned about yourself being in this new environment, this new state, Um, this obviously global media market that is New York City?
1: Yeah, so, I learned so much about myself. For one, I learned, coming from HBCU, um, attending New York, NYU, where it's, like, most of my classmates were literally, like, right, coming straight from China, India, um, so many places, so I met and networked with a lot of people from different backgrounds, um, I realized that, you know, we're not that much different, you know, they, you know how there's a stigma, like, you know, Chinese people are, like, so much smarter, but, you know, it was just, like, wow, we're all are kind of, like, in the same boat, same wavelength when it comes to knowledge, and so it made just my um, educational experience it improved it and then also gave me more confidence in general um and you know allowed me to be able to adapt and just relate to so many different people what I learned about myself also was of course you know living on my own in a big city um it allowed me to be like more independent it just you know allow me to grow and it was just definitely an experience that I think everybody should have or just at least try to like move somewhere far away by yourself and see what happens.
0: Yeah I agree I'm I'm a proud advocate and a strong advocate for going out of state leaving the country if you're able to um, because you're right as soon as you get out of that environment we know environments dictate behaviors. Um, but as soon as you get out of that, that environment, uh, things change, right? Things change around you. Things change with, from inside of you. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you graduated from NYU, and again, you mentioned this, right? This isn't um, a secret. Uh, you were unemployed for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after you had increased confidence from going to NYU, you come back, you're unemployed and start uh, Black Girls in Media. Mm-hmm. And so talk us through more about some context as, as it relates to, you know, what were you feeling like? What were you dealing with at that time? But then also, like, what? introduce you to even starting that group me that has now turned into a platform that all of us can learn from and learn with
1: yeah so I yeah I honestly once I graduated NYU I was kind of like confident I was like okay I have these internships from like BT Comedy Central all that so you know the work um for us is going to be simple and that just wasn't the case like nobody was literally hiring me I came back home to Charlotte I'm at my mom's house, and I was like, you know, I need help, so basically, I was in group me's, I was in, like, different group me groups, um, and then I was like, okay, I'm, I want to be in one where there's women in my field, but also, like, black women, like, I don't have, like, any friends in my field that I can talk to about this, so that's when I just created a group me and literally I don't know the name just came to me I was like okay black girls in media and once later on like once I'm like building the brand I found like women in media was a thing and I was like oh (laughs) so it's funny how sometimes you can think you're like the creator of something Mm -hmm. but you know Mm -hmm. no idea is original but um it just you know you got to make it yours so I created the group me, and like it just blew up out of nowhere everybody was adding people Um, people were getting like jobs and like hey like my job is hiring I need someone this weekend like just so many opportunities so it just organically grew and then over time um then I was doing PR on my own so I was doing like PR and events for boutiques clothing boutiques and things here in Charlotte Um, so that was just, you know, getting me by in the meantime while creating this brand. And then over time, um, I just started finding other ways to grow the platform. So like, of course we wanted to meet each other in person. So I started creating events and then, um, I created a podcast. We created a YouTube, YouTube channel. And of course, you know, social media now we're, um, at about 60 something thousand followers on Instagram. So it is always growing. I'm always looking for ways to grow it. Um and now that I'm kind of just being a little more business savvy with it because yeah, it started off as a group chat, but then I had to start thinking more of a um this is a business also. So um we also I just launched a freelance database for black girls in media. So like if you want to hire, you know, like a black social media manager or just like a woman in media you can hire directly from our database on our website. So, you know, we're just, the wheels are always turning.
0: (laughs) They are turning. And that's a great transition to segment two. Um, And again, as I said before, season three is all about buying black, particularly buying from black women um, at that on purpose. It's not not a coincidence, it's no coincidence. And so it started as a group chat, it's become a business and black girls in media is what we're referring to. But Tasha, like what does it mean to buy black? Like at its core, like what does that mean to you?
1: Yes, oh my gosh, buying black is everything. It, one, we see all these, we see where we lack compared to all these other communities, you know, sure. like the Asian sure. community, um, you know, the Jewish community in New York. And what they do is they support each other and they keep that dollar circulating and we, we always support everybody else. So I think that we are on the right trajectory to support each other and to get rich together. And that's what I really want. Like, I want to be a millionaire one day and I want all of us to be millionaires. So I think the way to start that is to start our own things, buy from each other, support, and, you know, just keep that going, keep the power within ourselves.
0: And I hear you, right? I mean, I, obviously on the podcast, host of this podcast, an entire season is dedicated to supporting Black-owned businesses. Mm-hmm. But I would be naive. We would be naive if we didn't even acknowledge, and again, not listen to, but at least acknowledge the other feedback in the background from particularly Black people in that it costs too damn much. Mm-hmm. Y'all should take too long to fucking get to me. You know what I mean? Y'all, y'all don't respond to emails. Mm-hmm. And so how do we continue to move forward in buying Black from each other, right? Uplifting from each other Again, grab, Crabs in a black is not something I subscribe to, nor you as well. But how do we continue to do that amidst the noise from within the black community and that we're not doing our part to even give people a reason to buy black?
1: Yeah, I think that comes from education. So, right. um, and just experience over time and teaching each other. So, you know, from get go, you know, other races, white people, they grow up watching their dad run a business and then their dad trains them. Um, and so us, a lot of us, I mean, I know my dad was a business owner, but you know, not everybody can say that some people had to, you know, raise themselves cause their parents were working or at a job. So it's like a lot of us are new business owners and don't really know how to operate, never taking a business class, an etiquette class. So I really think we just have to, for one, be patient with each other. But then also, you know, correct and say, you know, I want to support you, sis, but you took forever to email and that's no excuse. So, you know, like let's do better. So I think it's holding each other accountable, but, you know, not giving up on each other.
0: I appreciate that part. I appreciate that point a lot, actually, uh, especially given that you have taken education uh, and accountability a step forward
1: mm-hmm. and
0: have created this new venture, if you will, mm-hmm. called the launch program
1: yes of course
0: i've done my research but talk to us more about the launch program why you started it when is it launching talk to us
1: for sure yes so um i started i i would say over the past year or so i would get you know just a lot of people asking for advice so i started a youtube where i have like a few videos on like um how to start your clothing brand which did really well Good. So I just started taking notice on like, wow, it's a lot of people that want to do what I do or want to do their own thing, but literally cannot get started. And so I was like, how can I help this? Because I can't help everybody literally, um, you know, it just isn't possible. So I was like, OK, well, let me create a course that can reach so many people that anybody needs help. And so this course is not just like a business business program it's literally like I call it an execution program it's like kind of like um I'm holding your hand through the process not literally but if you have an idea in this course if you complete this course like there's no way that by the end of it your business won't be launched and that that is why I created it called the launch program I'm super excited and I just know it's gonna like change lives so yeah I'm excited
0: and how many people can be enrolled in the program? You said six weeks. Is that six consecutive weeks?
1: Yeah, so it's six weeks, but you can do it on your own time. You can start whatever oh. whenever, um, because it is a pre-recorded course, um, fully in depth, six modules from start to finish. And then we also have a community, a Facebook community, to help you along the way, and of course, you know, my help along the way as well. So. Um, it's definitely once the doors open, you can join at any time. And the doors will open Monday, May 24th.
0: Oh, dope. So we like, shit, just under three weeks before the launch of the launch program. That's not, yeah. that's not too bad. Yeah. That's not too bad. So back to Black Girls in Media. Okay. Um, because again, you started as a group chat, became a community. It's now a business. How have you seen it grow from your perspective, right? As the founder and as the creator, but how have you seen it grow from uh, its inception to where it is now, and what are you most proud of?
1: Oh wow, yeah, I have seen it grow from literally like I have screenshots, literally like five hundred followers on Instagram to now say so like sixty k thousand or sixty thousand, and I've seen it not only grow analytics wise, but grow like by impact—the amount of people who are like, yeah, I got my first opportunity through Black Girls in Media um and then the people that thank me daily I think those kind of things I'm most proud of because I really feel like it's a God thing I prayed for it I didn't put that much effort into it and I am just proud of the fact that I was obedient and you know I was patient and now I'm seeing the impact and that's just like amazing
0: but when you first started the program, did you even expect it for it to even grow in this way? Do you expect for people to be impacted in this way? Like
1: no, I didn't. And that's what that's the crazy part. Of it. That's why I think it's a God thing because sure. yeah, I just created it just to see. I wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna get it to this amount. No, I was just like, everybody join in, let's help each other. And I think that's why it grew so much because it was genuine. There was no like ulterior motives or anything, it was like just genuine good out of a good heart um, good service and when you're in the service when you're in the business of serving others you'll never fail um, I don't know who said that but I I heard that somewhere and I was like that's true
0: and so from the inception right and you, you've been serving others others have been serving and investing back into you uh, what does it relationship like with you know with starting close and going far I know in a previous podcast I heard that you were a guest on you had talked about how you're in Charlotte, you just started with the Charlotte, you know, organizations and communities, excuse me, companies um, in that area before launching out for more regional and national efforts. But you know, how have you partnered with organizations to invest back into the community um, and business that you started and with supporting black girls and women in media?
1: Yeah. So you mean like how have I partnered with like other businesses to like yeah. um, you know what? That is something like I we've done partnerships for like events and things, but like corporate sponsorship is something that I'm really focused on this year. And I realized that like, I can't wait for them to come to me. Like I have to go out there and, um, you know, reach out to them. So if anybody wants to help me doing that, that'd be awesome. But yeah, I want to start reaching out and partnering with corporations because for one, I think that they'll be able to bring more opportunity to our people. They have the coin. So I think that, you know, their coin being able to invest in our members, um, our community would be awesome and needed. So yeah, that's definitely um on my goals for this year.
0: Are there any organizations in particular that you that you have your eye on that we can target and network with?
1: Yeah, for sure. Like um, I was talking to Brooklyn, I'm like shoot, like tell NFL to hook us up because um, I would say just anybody in media, like NFL tech companies um LinkedIn you know like you all for one are focused on recruiting diversity these days and what better organization than black girls media to do that um because we have you know our audience is full of well-qualified women um black women so it's like I think it's perfect alignment so any of those large corporations I have my eye on (laughs)
0: What has been the like the the um, not even recruiting efforts, but really the outreach? Because you mentioned again, and we can say it, you know, up and down, which I'm just super proud of. To be honest, is that it? How it started, right, right? How it started versus how it's going, type of deal. But it started with like this, like grassroots efforts. But are you now seeing more undergraduates, more high schoolers, more graduate students, full time like what? Who was who was the audience? Like Who are you serving in the, in the membership right now?
1: Yeah, I would say it's more so early professionals. I mean, I do, whenever I do speaking engagements, like at elementary, or not elementary, but like middle school, high school, a lot of them are interested in like being a part. And like, I haven't, not to say I won't do that in the future, but I'm just haven't done it yet to um, extend expand to younger audience. Um, but for now, it's mainly, you know, younger professionals who just got out of college or just entering in their careers and wanting to step into the industry.
0: What advice do you give those who are beginning to step into the industry, right? Um, whether that's related to networking, branding, but like, what is, what's one thing you're telling them off off it?
1: Yeah. One thing I'm telling them is to definitely join networks, um, like Black Girls and Media. There's also others um, these days, but yeah, join networks with individual, like-minded individuals in your field, because they can get you to where you're going. And that was my goal to help women that are lost, um, you know, have a place where they can get advice and get guidance. And so I would say do that. Also keep, just never stop learning. Keep perfecting your craft. Um, Showcase your skills on social media. So if you wanna start being a social media manager, you know, like start managing your own social media. If you wanna be a TV host, Start hosting your own IGTVs, you know, like start where you are. Um, don't just wait for the opportunity. You have to create it sometimes and don't give up.
0: I appreciate that. And I'm glad that you haven't given up, um,
1: not just on your dream,
0: but honestly, your purpose journey, your purpose walk uh, to get and, but also to be who and where you are today.
1: Thank you.
0: Uh, almost definitely. And with that, I want to transition us to segment three, which is how can I, but also how can our podcast community best support you, Tasha? Um, So you mentioned the launch program. We talked about black girls in media. Mm -hmm. Uh, What are some practical things that we can do to best support you uh, in your business endeavors moving forward?
1: Yes. I would say literally like how Brooklyn mentioned me to you, I would say, let's keep doing that. Let's keep mentioning each other's names to other people. So, you know, if you see somebody who works at LinkedIn say, Oh, I know a girl you should connect with, you know, Tasha Matt owns Black Rose Media, I, like literally thinking of like tangible ways um, you can help people. And so like thinking of ways you can help me help us grow um, and, you know, just stay connected because I would love to do the same um, and I will do the same, you know, send people to you and let's just, you know, stay connected.
0: We definitely gonna stay connected, and I'm I'm gonna add one thing to what you just said for those who are listening, is that add your name to the waitlist for the launch program. Yes. <laughs> add your name, your first and last name, your email, uh, to the waitlist for the launch program.
1: Please.
0: Do. Uh, so they, most most definitely. So, Tasha, how can they find you? How can they find the launch program? How can they connect with you?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, on Instagram is the launch program. And on Instagram also is Black Girls in Media. My personal Instagram is Tosh, T A S H J M A C K K, Tosh J Mac with two K's. Follow me on there. And, you know, from all those pages, they have links in the bio that lead to all of that wait list, um, BGIM website, all of that. I do one on ones, go through your social medias. Um, we'll comb through it all that. So, you know, like let's just connect.
0: Tasha, if you could tell your um yourself three years ago one thing, what would you tell them?
1: Yeah, if I could tell myself one thing three years ago. Um let's see, where was I three years ago?
0: You're just what you literally just started Black Girls and Media at least.
1: Yeah. Yeah, three years ago, it was 2018. Um, So I would tell myself to, you know, keep listening to yourself. That voice you hear is not wrong. Um, Because when you doubt yourself, that's when you get off course. So I would say, you know, don't get off course. Listen to your voice. Keep praying. And it'll all pay off. And that you're lit and you're a badass. And don't forget it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah well you're certainly lit you're definitely a badass Um, but one thing you said on the women's empire um, interview that you had done was that for us to stay tuned you asked us to stay tuned because you feel like you're back in your bag Um, and it's very evident from our conversation today but also the work that you've done over the last three years that you continue to stay in your bag um, but that you also continue to reach back and invest in uh, those who are uh, coming behind you, but also walking with you. And so for that, I want to say thank you.
1: Of course. Yes, it's my pleasure. Thank you.
0: We'll ta- no, most definitely. Well, Tasha Mack, anything else you want to share with the people who are listening on the podcast today?
1: Um, no, I would just say, you know, thank you for listening. Thank you for staying curious um, and, you know, stay your course. You're going to get to where you want to be and Be present and happy in the meantime. Um, And I also want to thank you for having me.
0: Oh, read my fucking tweet, bro. Retweet, 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 (laughs) for sure. Uh, But for everyone else, again, thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Walk with Tia B. I'm super glad this season is focused on Black women entrepreneurs, Black women business owners. Um, And it's us thinking more critically about how we we as men especially can use our male privilege to uplift, amplify, enhance, um, and invest in Black women. Um, that's something that we need to do a way better job of doing moving forward Hello. Um, you said say that again i said hello come on let's talk about it tasha mack let's let's talk about it talk about um it. Con- continue to listen uh, of course you um, listen to tasha's episode i um, go back and listen to the last four episodes of this season uh continue to rate and review on apple Podcasts, five stars in a bomb ass review but only if you mean it um and again share it share this shit with somebody Share with your friends, family, network, either professional and or personal, uh, but also get on that waitlist for the launch program that'll be launching uh, 13 days from the from the launch of this episode. I'm um, look forward to having more in conversation with authentic millennial Black women entrepreneurs as we progress through season three of this season. But as always, until then, welcome. <laughs>